0: you could have chose to be, you chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much.
1: Today is a very special day for me, and I you know, want to echo what Ramon said about my guest that I brought up. Uh, my name is Justin Conoco, and today we have the one and only Zillow. Killer with us today. And yes, we're talking to the men, but this message is going to be for the ladies as well. And it's an open, inclusive conversation. We're going to be talking about breaking generational curses. A little bit of context to James. I met him on this app back in January through our mutual friend, William Tong, who I consider my godfather on this app with just the empathy and the way that he leads. And I've told the sheepdog story before, but it's very important and contextual that I repeat it because I brought in my biggest sheepdog of all in James. So there's three types of people that you'll find out there. There's the herd, which would be the sheep. And being a sheep is a great thing. You're eating grass, you're living life, you're happy as can be. There's wolves and they prey on the sheep. They are hunting and looking for opportunity And there are literally speakers on massive stages that talk about things in our industry that don't actually work. And then there's sheepdogs like James who actually do the damn thing. And I keep people around me that are actually practitioners. And we give you tactics on how to execute. And it was fascinating for me to watch James jump into room after room after room. And he is no wallflower. If something needs to be said, he will say it. Case in point, it was his birthday and we were trying to throw a surprise room for him. And all I said to him in a text message was, James, people are in here talking trash. I think before I hit send, he was already in the room. Just what's up, what's up, what's up? So, James, can you introduce yourself, let people know who you are and what you do?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, good morning, you guys. Um, I'm, I'm honored to be here. Um, my name is James and the real estate industry called me the Zillow killer. I, did, I didn't name myself that just so you, just to give some context. Um, but what I do, um, I'm a practitioner on both sides, from the marketing aspect on top of the agent act aspect. I did sell real estate for a a nice stint that evolved into a team. That a team evolved into a brokerage. My focus at this point is is more about the advertising side of the industry. Um, and what most people know me for <clears throat> is really really weaponizing the industry on what the internet is and and if if those that hear or, or, or have ever heard me say anything I try to stress the, the 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 thesis that when we understand what the internet is we kind of can it, it's an equalizer to our business and the, the thing I try to promote to the industry as a whole is that it's not about the software and it's not about what Zillow's doing but we have to understand that the internet is a presence not a destination and if we accept that we can do pretty much anything in the sense of growing our business and just give some real uh, more in depth and and, uh, tactical stuff that they can pretty much apply things that we use. Um, And that's me in a nutshell, you guys. I appreciate you. And one thing he, it's
1: funny because I spent a lot of money on advertising we have for close to a decade. When I met him, he taught me a simple strategy. So I'll give you one to write down right now before we get into the session. And that is take a hundred dollars a month and say you're going to run Facebook ads, take $70 of that, run a lead generation campaign around whatever type of lead you want. Take $20 of that, put out a piece of branded content, not asking for anything, not, hey, I'm Justin, I'm an amazing realtor. It's something informational, answering a question that your audience has. And then the third ad you're gonna run that's $10 is simply a retargeting ad. So after you've run your brand ad for a month, take that $10 and tell Facebook, go find me more people like the ones that actually watched my video. It has been incredibly powerful, it's changed our business. But more than that, James, you know we've talked in so many rooms about the foundational principles of leadership, right? And you know the word "father" has many connotations. And I was reading, Thomas Kempis wrote, "Father, let me hold your hand and, like a child, walk with you down all my days, secure in your love and strength." And I think we all search for that leadership or that father figure. And I think the people that are in leadership positions need to hear this message around the structure of generational curses so let's just start there what what does generational curses mean to you
2: well i mean i mean pretty much in a nutshell um a lot of and if if we're talking specifically uh, directly to men um, a lot of problems that that men have and if you can if and it'll you'll see a correlation as you start to look at men women business um, health you'll start to see a, a a kind of congruency of the biggest issue that that when we when we hear about generational curses, it's just conditioning, right? A lot of times we we, we live in these different environments, um, and we've embraced a lot of different information, and sometimes we don't understand the environment or even just the the, the, the current circumstance. It's just a construct. It's not a truth, and we've accepted that as the truth, and. It's easy to accept it as a truth because the conditioning that we've 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 been around, right? Years and years we've been hearing, you know, even we talk about men, you know, men don't cry and little things like that. So the biggest generational curse that I've seen and most people, and even I had to deal with it myself, is that the 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 conditioning, I had to accept that this was something that was passed down to me. I mean, we can even, we can even, I'm not gonna go there, but. Most of the religions that we stand, that we that we we've, we've accepted, was given to us. We didn't really find that it was. You're a Christian because your parents was a Christian, and you you can kind of see the 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 overlap in that type of situation. So, the biggest issue, like I said, is is just the conditioning. But until we're willing to face the truth and understand that that environment, that situation, our current, uh, I guess, uh, where we uh, where we're standing at now, in the sense of what we're striving for. It's just the construct. It's not a truth. And if we can have that and we can hold that, then we can go to where the real battlefield is. And that's the mindset. So. Yeah. And that's so key.
1: I mean, I'll use a case study of myself where, you know, if the world were to look at the label of me being a Christian, I can tell you as a kid, it, it was that, right? It was going through the motions and this is what I got to do. And A plus B equals C, and then I'll make it to heaven. But I can tell you that definition of my faith is very different than that word right and words become very very loaded and when people ask me about my faith I'm like my faith is is 100% the fact that we are all born broken there's not one person who's perfect and there's not one person that should be judging any other person and you know man has a way of taking a hold of things and using for their purposes right and anytime I see a man driven cause using say faith or something at its root to influence other people and take advantage of them it's exactly what we're talking about it happens in our industry every day but i do think you know where does empathy fall into the conversation because coming up i shared with a group in the back channel like i lived in fear when i was a kid and a lot of that had to do with the way i was raised but more so the way my dad was raised right like his parents or his dad came from the ukraine and was a hard man and he didn't really have any context to what it meant to be a father and i know he tried i know he I know he loves me but just the way that it was shown like I I ran away from home when I was 18 after a physical altercation like that's just the reality of it and walking through that every day I pray love and empathy into that situation because I don't necessarily think it was his fault so how can you how can you develop freedom through empathy
2: well again you know until a person is willing to accept that they don't know it all or their best thinking is getting, with, with, getting them where they are now, um, that's hard. That's very, very hard. But when we get to a place where we've accepted that, I, I, I need to know I'm, I'm missing something, right? That's why coaching and mentorship is so important, right? Sometimes our fathers aren't there in the sense of to help us really to take us to that next level or, or to properly guide us. And not to say that they didn't love us. The fact that some of the simple fact is that they didn't know. Right. Even if we talk about leaderships, you know, I, I always, I always tell people um, because I'm ma- we're mainly focused in the real estate industry. Um, a lot of leadership that we deem leadership didn't earn it. Right. We we called them leaders because they just was you know more popular and and had more attention. But when we look at the the leadership that's passed down, and we talk about things like em- empathy, they're still dealing with the same traumas and 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 conditioning that. They heard, I mean, that they, they, they were brought up in and it's just passed down. And then you, you look at the industry and you, you, the best thing you can say is, listen, I can't charge this to your heart. I can charge it to your head because I don't think, you know, I really don't think, you know, and that's when you start to see people in business have more predatorial uh, approaches to things. And I, I understand we have to sell, but there's certain components when we talk about, you know, uh, selling, we talk about business growth, uh, we talk about, you know, just mental health, these are conversations that we don't have. And, you know, you, 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 you hear people when, uh, even in business, right? Okay, you, you're telling me the, the components of, of business and business growth, but what about financial literacy? Like, what do I do with all this money now? So there's a lot of, of, of leaders that we've given that title that actually haven't earned it. And the only way a person can even begin to change is to accept that they're broken. Like, like that's not a bad thing. That's not bad to, to realize I don't know it all, right? Because you can't. And this is why you need to start to find, or oh, first and foremost, uh, we always stress stress people to, to, all right, what do you want from this life? Right? Because if you can tell me what you want from this life, then we can we can start mapping things out. And that's not even a woo statement. That's just, I mean, we, we go to we, we have a stronger grocery list than we have a life list, right? And until and we're willing to to really know what the heck do we want from this life sometimes things that we've seen to be you know this is the vision it's not the vision that's just something you saw right and 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 that happens because that's the lack of clarity so before we even attempt or someone attempt to to start you know being more empathetic about other people they need to accept that they're broken and if we can fix ourselves because that's the the only thing we can really do we fix ourselves Helping helping other people becomes a byproduct because proximity has power, and some people and most people learn by osmosis, right? So I mean, it's an inward struggle first and foremost, but they have to accept that that what's happening now is just a construct. It's not a truth, and they need to be willing to try and be that greater person that, or, or the or greater version of themselves. I think being open to the
1: conversation is absolutely key, right? Because you know, and again, I'll use Matt as an example, we try and fix everything just through sheer will and force. You know, fortunately, unfortunately, I'm in a position where I help a lot of families in transition. I was reading some stats about fatherless homes and 63% of youth suicides are found in those homes, 90% of homelessness and runaway children, 85% of children with behavioral problems, 71% of high school dropouts, 85% of youths in prison. And more than fifty percent of teen mothers, and you know as a father myself i mean i 'm far from perfect, right, and anybody that tells you that their relationship with their spouse is just all roses and there's no challenges i mean that's that's it right is they're not really open to the conversation of what do I need to fix you know marriage is
2: fantasy, yeah, it, it is right
1: so i had to fix is- that.
2: I'm sorry, Justin. Uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just saying that the fantasy of of things is it's easy, but fantasies are very enticing. And again, until we can and and if, if the question was how to fix it, until we can accept that we don't know, right? It, it, you, you said something that was just that was super powerful, and I don't think people even even take this into an account. And I think that this is. It seems like there is a spiritual component to what we're, in in this particular room, right? I'm not i'm not i'm trying to tell you i'm not religious i'm spiritual right i don't I, you can believe in jesus buddha allah smurf berries your choice your preference right but there are certain there are certain principles that align itself when we when we when we read first and foremost right an amazing thing about principles they don't they have loyalty to to no one and when we understand just some of these core principles that are tied to some some biblical references we can really really you know take it to the next level and the, the biggest issue when we when we see uh you know i, and I don't i don't want to just i don't want to just con, to just compartmentalize it to fathers but as people the relationship right when we talk about relationships we don't put that terminology to it needs to fit everything right your business your your your, your family you know of course we can see it as a as a people to people thing but relationships is just giving us some clarity of exactly what's happening in this whole situation right now the relationship helps us understand what the responsibility is and when we can we can really identify what the relationship is like even in our business you know the we talk about the when people want to be you know they say i want to be an entrepreneur that's just broad it's like an ocean that doesn't mean anything right what do you want to do right and then we talk about the business and the structure you know the the relationship with their business is off because they forget that i you got to put in the hard work yes that you got to do that but the key to making all that work is going to be the commitment and when we when we accept that everything has a relationship component we understand relationships every relationship to work has to have a component of reciprocity and with that love with that love of reciprocity every relationship demands commitment and unfortunately when some people hear commitment is the price that they have to pay they're not willing to pay that and that's this is why we have so many broken businesses so many broken friendships, so many broken relationships at home, because we do not understand the responsibility of the relationship. Well, you mentioned entrepreneurship, right? I think people like
1: entrepreneurship because they look at the crowd and they go, oh, look, all the entrepreneurs are succeeding. I'm going to go do that. Right. Just like everybody goes, oh, all the TikTok influencers are popping off. I'm going to go do that. All the YouTubers and, and so on and so forth. I can tell you, you know, now we have a massive shortage of skilled labor in North America and You know, I would encourage anybody with a kid that has talents with their hands, go tell that kid to go get skilled at a trade. They're going to be making six figures plus because of what's happening in that space. But you also said something about, you know, the relationship piece where I think a lot of people think it's about them and only them, right? They think they're the hero of their own movie, which I understand, right? Because it's man-centered and woman-centered, you know, it's human-centered, that we think the world revolves around us but as we start opening up our eyes and realizing that you know the work is listening to other people and seeing how you can fix their problems that's how you really start realizing where your cracks are right and this room i mean this room taught me something very simple and i'm sure it's happened to other people with kids i've heard people come up on stage and their kids are screaming in the background and they're apologizing profusely anybody with a kid Mike's up and says, Hey, we love you. We love that little kid. Don't even worry about it. Like anybody with a heart doesn't care. But there's so many times my daughter has ran down during these segments. And if she came down right now, my reaction is very different than it would be, say, eight months ago, where I didn't have a lot of context relationships in this room, I wanted to provide value, and I wanted to make sure that I was present. And maybe I would tell her, hey, run upstairs, right? Or or, let me just finish this segment, and I'll be right with you. Now I try to make her a part of it like I actually actively think about man. I wish my daughter would run down here so she could hear these conversations because what none of you realize is the impact it's had on her the poem. And I've told this to Sarah many times. I'm a man understand. She says it to me when we travel like the concepts that we're able to teach her. It's not something that I was brought up with and it's from listening and hearing from people that are real that allowed me to just make that little shift and maybe that little shift is the whole reason god put me here but james people aren't listening how do you get them to actually listen and find those cracks and start patching them
2: i'll be honest with you i don't right the minute you 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 argue for your your limited beliefs you get to keep it right and and those that really want it i mean i think you said it a lot you know you you, i think you mentioned one time they say when the when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I think you've said that before, maybe Giselle, but I'm pretty sure you just said it. Um, when people are really, really, in it, and it, it sucks that they have to get to a place where it's either, uh, you know, it's, it's how uh, can I say it? They, they get to this this place that it's just, I have no other choice, right? They have to get back into these corners um, to make a decision that I want more from life. You know, scripture talks about that, you know, I've come that you might have life and have life more abundantly in the beginning. he talked about, you know, be fruitful and, and prosper. I mean, he, the, to, to, to to be more in life was 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 it's, it's in our DNA, right? It's, it's in our DNA to strive for that. And for those that have accepted that or, or can't can't see that yet because everyone sees it. Right. Everyone sees that you know, what this environment, this, this, this situation, or or this relationship, we're not, we're not oblivious to the problems. The problem, the issue is, are we willing to accept that it is a problem? And when we can do that, then we can move into steps of making some changes for ourselves. But until that person can accept that it is a problem, I'm not interested in trying to change someone's mind that's already accepted. That's it. You can't help people like that. And, and you know that i think that sometimes that's the the biggest situation i mean we didn't even talk about sales right you just you mentioned about you know listening that's one of the key components to sales but if if you tell a person that and they're still trying to overtalk and push whatever they're trying to to put out there it doesn't matter right so the person the person themselves have to come to some level of realization and yes we can plant the seeds like yeah we 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 can be fruitful and we can plant the seeds but we can't force anybody to be anything and it's going to take sometimes it takes a person to bump their head um maybe once two i don't know how long it takes but i do know that until we get to a point where we've accepted enough is enough you you're only limited by what you accept and this is why so many people are, are they wanna be this amazing uh person, have these amazing businesses and has these, have these amazing lives. And when they find out the price is commitment, they'll never see that because that's the price they're never willing to pay. They're not willing to pay that, that 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 particular price. And they want to know the tactics and the strategies and the hacks and the unicorns and and if I say listen, whatever you decide you want, put in the work. And I mean really put in the work in the sense of what every day you're putting in the work to to to, to, to go after that dream. Right, but you have to commit to it. That means you cannot stop. You cannot put a time frame on the dream. As long as you breathe, the dream is possible. And when you accept that it's possible, you realize whatever you want is obtainable. Right. And when it's obtainable, you quickly understand it's just hard. It's not impossible. It's just hard. Right. So when when, when a person is is ready, and that and that's what it takes. Sometimes it really takes uh, that 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 either that seed that was planted. Where they realize, or they just accept. Listen, my best thinking is getting me where I am. I don't get it. I-, I need help, and this is why. Like I said, I even for those that that push against coaching and mentorship, I try to encourage. That's super, super important because, like I said, proximity has power. And when you have someone that's going, that's congruent to where you're going, you can pull from power, right? But it has to be. They have to be going a the direction. They can't just say, "I'm coach such a, such a I mean, uh, such and such, right? I'm coach. I'm always I'm always dismissive to that because I think a coaching mantle has to be earned. That's not something we just choose. And of course, we see it. We know that people just decided I'm going to do this to make whatever, but a real coach, that's an earned position. Mentorship, that's an earned position. You don't just decide that's what you're going to do. And of course, if you do decide, you put in the work and then you earn that title, right? But until a person has accepted that that they need help, it it ain't much you can do about that and i've learned very quickly the it's it's less stressful and less aggravating um to to connect with people that have at least made that decision but if when when people really understand you're only limited by what you accept they accept that they need help
1: well i brought up our boy elkin as well too elkin are you there flash your mic for a quick second so I know that you're actually kicking around. So Elkin's a great example of somebody that I've watched do this and I know you know him James which is why I brought him up and Elkin if you want to share a little bit about your story and just you know how you lead your daughter and are exemplifying exactly what James is talking
3: about. Good morning everyone. Um thanks for inviting me up justin and it is a pleasure to be uh with uh, breakfast with champions glenn um i listen to you every morning down in the audience and uh, it's super inspiring and i just want to thank you for that um anyway my name is elkin i i am in uh, appreciate the word thank you <laughs> i'm a real estate agent in new york city and uh, i am a part-time single dad Oh, justin, you know this this is like the it's my passion, so I always get super emotional talking about it that's not that's not nice justin <laughs> anyway you, um if you're not comfortable, that's okay no i am but, i am i am it's my passion so I love speaking about this and uh it's uh it's why I'm here on this earth right so I am a part time single father of a seven year old and the you know when people say you know what is your why right um she's my why right but i have you know through through friendships and just life struggles i've been able to really break that down as to like okay she's my why right but what does that mean exactly right so that means that everything i do i do for her right then i break it down what does that mean right um I have become the person that I am becoming daily to be that role model to make sure that I encourage her and you know like James said you know I'm I'm constantly working on myself to make sure that she sees this person that is the the role model for her to have these fundamentals these these pillars of of being a good human, right? So, you know, is it's funny like looking back, I I'm a very emotional as you can see. I'm <laughs> a very emotional person, but it's because everything that I do I do with passion. Right. I want her I want to instill that in her that, you know, as life goes on, we're gonna have our struggles. But if you have sorry, I, I got the red bar of death, death, do you guys see it? Um uh,
2: hear me? We can hear you this one, no problem.
3: Um everything that i do i do with passion and it's because i want to be a better person for myself for my daughter for everyone so what i'm constantly doing is just encouraging her to just be a good human right and how does she you know how do i encourage her to do that by me being a good human by doing you know the right thing all the time and i always tell her you know what what should we do here what is the right thing right so I guess, you know, just just a little bit about that. She's seven years old. Uh, We just moved here from um, New York City um, because her mom moved to Derry in Connecticut. So I moved close by to Stanford. And it's just being present. So I think that what my career has afforded me to do is just to be present with her and to always better myself, to make sure that the person that is half time with her is a person that she looks up to and you know even when she goes through these uh teenage years where you know she's not going to want me around as much she knows that um i have someone to always count on and and i always encourage her to share her feelings and just to um you know be open about anything that she always she can always come to me so um that's my quick story um here to share any other you know stories with her that 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 i can and i'm just glad to be here thanks guys
1: appreciate you elkin and the reason i had you to share that story is you can hear in his voice that he's committed committed to going to the grave empty which is something james taught me right like he's dedicated to going to the grave empty and i want you to outro with that james can you explain that concept to people because i think if you want to motivate them this is going to be probably one of the best things you
2: could ever say to them yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, again, when you when you've made uh, like I have a if you guys have read the book, uh, good to great, I have a hag, and uh, one of my b oh my my b at this point, which is big, hairy, audacious gold, is to impact a billion people. And you know, sometimes we we as we as people want to do something great, but we don't know what it is. And when you align yourself with a mission, <clears throat> I've I've accepted an understanding. My mission, my mission is going to take me all of my life because if I hit a billion, now it goes to five billion, right? So I need to always be reaching or grabbing higher because that's that's what we're put here for. And the the thing that I'll, I'll leave you guys with is when you understand the the core component to everything you're trying to do right? because it seems like a theme has shifted into commitment. When you understand the core component of the things you're trying to do is the, is commitment, right? Accepting. You know that first and foremost, commitment has no emotion. It is accepting what has to get done, right? And I think sometimes we we look for the emotion when we when we think about, well, I'm I'm going to commit to this, and if it doesn't feel right, we make an instant decision that we're not going to do it. But those of us that have accepted, listen, I'm going to give everything to everybody that come in that come in proximity to me because I understand reciprocity and I understand the relationship that I'm trying to have with this world that I'm trying to help. Or leave this world better. I may not be able to reach everybody, but for, the, for those that come in in full view of me, um, it's it's clear the vision, and that I'm trying to to really be or be better and help the, the people around me be better. And the reason why I, I view it as me giving everything is because there's so many people that you know float around. Even just talk about the internet, right? You know, they float around the internet and just in in, in life with like just broken pieces right they they look good and they sound good but there's no commitment behind what they're doing it's just they're just it just seems it seems to fit right the perception becomes louder than the truth and for those that have like that the you know the the discriminate eye it, it we can see that you know they can see that it, it, it just looks like they're doing something i'd rather be that person right and if i can be that person and it's it's going to require me to always be one building myself up And always given my abundance but the thing that I do get and I do understand I want you guys to get is that first and foremost when you've accepted commitment has no emotions this is a hard truth here for a lot of people but I know we've heard you can be anything and that's not true you can't be anything but you can be anything you are and when you when you when that starts to resonate that you have to become that person your alignment with with things and and movements and decisions completely change and we start becoming the people and that's how things get better because the facade is gone now the the camouflage shoot the camouflage suit is dropped we are being the greatest version of ourselves and affecting the people around us to be more even if they haven't even recognized it just by osmosis so when we start to look at what we're trying to do and where we're trying to go. I encourage you guys that whatever dream you have, don't put a time on it, first and foremost. And secondly, commit to it. When you've decided that this is what you want from this this life, make the ultimate commitment that you may have to die going after it, but you will uh, uh, strive towards that. And when you go, right, the effort that you put towards it is a thousand percent, you have nothing left to, be feel, to feel bad about because you put everything towards that. And if you understand that this is where you're trying to go and you're giving everything, it's impossible to leave this planet with something because you've given everything you've got. So this is why I tell people I plan to die empty. Love you, bro. Amazing, amazing segment.
1: Everybody tap that man's face if he inspired you in any way, shape or form.